Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the Legendarium Podcast. I have no idea what episode number this is, but I do know that the topic for today is the Lost Metal Book Four in Era Two of Brandon Sanderson's Mistborn series. Yeah, it's a whole it's a whole thing. So we're going to be talking the Lost Metal, and yes, we will be spoiling things as mm-hmm. necessary. So we will assume that you have read the book before you listen to this episode. If you haven't, then please go do so, or just know that you've been warned. Okay, I am your host, Craig Hanks, and, uh, well, I put him in a corner because, frankly, he's old enough for it now. It's Todd Wenty. <laughs> Nobody puts bit. Never mind. Yeah. Never mind. No one has ever <laughs> called you baby. Well. Except from your mother. One person once. <laughs> and I went back and listened to a previous episode in which he actually said something smart, so I figured, yeah, we can keep him around for a little longer. It's Ken Johnson. That was an anomaly. Mm. It- you, you know I hope what? you wrote it down, though. It doesn't happen often. It's a it's a word that could apply to you just generally, Ken. Yeah, so uh, I bet it was the sixth of the dust episode. It was. It, uh, I will not reveal. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and you know, he is. I, I would call him a shining light on this podcast. We just need to stop pointing him toward the horror show. That is Ken Johnson. It's Wait. Ryan Bruckman. <laughs> hey, Wait my a insult second. was more of a compliment than backhanded you. I got I like a, that. I got a double whammy. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's, that's nice. really well done. I'm just excited. Really well I, done. I'm excited to have every, it's like getting the back band back together, right? So mm-hmm. I'm excited to have everybody here. And Backstreet's back, all right. Oh boy, <laughs> I was thinking I'm the a Eagles. little less excited now than I was a moment ago. But well, that's our age difference. There, <laughs> there you thought. go. <laughs> all right, the lost metal. Uh, it, oh no, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, what's the housekeeping stuff housekeeping. that I'm supposed to do? Go to thelegendarium.com, Patreon, Discord. G- episodes all the stuff it's there's stuff there conversation so, the legendarium.com okay Whew. all right that's pay over. money love the show thanks pay us money if you want you don't have to you know the first thing to go is uh your memory there Man, tell me about it <laughs> <laughs> who are you exactly right okay guys uh the lost metal uh like i said book four in era two i did i i had a real sense of um Oh, I don't know, satisfaction when I got to the end of this one because uh, it doesn't say the end of, um, you know, the book. It doesn't just say the end. It says the end of Mistborn Era 2. And that felt nice, especially because I, when did the, uh, when did the third book come out? Uh, maybe like six years ago or something like it's that. It's been a while. It's, it's a while. A yeah, it's been a minute. So anyway, it's uh, it's nice to get back into Mistborn. Uh, Ken, yeah. do you have a recap for us? Oh, so much recapping going on here. I'm excited. Yeah, buckle up. Six years have now passed since the last vestments of the Lord Ruler pulled our heroes' butts out of the fire or snow, as it were. I think that was how long it was since the last book came out, too. And we learned that Scadriel is a whole lot bigger than we first realized. And my, how things have progressed. Cars and electricity everywhere. Even in the roughs, Marisy and Wayne have become the big law dogs in town, chasing down leads on Trell and the set and making smart investments. While Wax plays the role of Senator Domesticated Family Man, only wearing his guns when needed to whip boats, and this is the book where we finally, hopefully, after three books, get to get into answers about this mysterious Trell who makes even the gods tremble. Oh, he's just a Skadrian myth being used as an avatar for autonomy to pull Telson's strings imbued with a share of autonomy's power. Well, that's actually kind of anticlimactic. But... It comes with a much bigger Cosmeric implications. Autonomy has been doing this on so many, on many planets throughout the Cosmere, dishing out shares of her power, roping in poor autonomatons. 
Autonomatons. Suckers like some cosmic shard pyramid scheme who, in great irony, take control of systems all as a shadow puppet to autonomy. What's well, you know? Did you just make autonomy Bernie Madoff? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Yeah. And right now, Autonomy is the, li- the latest shard to have her eye on Scadriel for reasons as yet unknown, but clearly the magic systems in- on Scadriel are officially the coolest system in the Cosmere because the shards are lining up to break the 10th commandment. If you don't know, look it up. No, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> Craig doesn't know. That's fine. All right. <laughs> This time it's different, though, because the set has gone nuclear by fissioning Harmonium into its base parts, and Telson is ready to prove her worthiness to autonomy by way of Harmonium bombing Ellendale out of existence, and the set is infiltrated everywhere to make it happen, Bilming, the Ellendale Senate, heck, probably even the Southern Scadrians. It's all it, it's so troubling that it even draws hands-on attention from some of the friends on other worlds. They have a vested interest in Scadriel not blowing up since, you know, it's Kelsier's home. And he's back. It's cool, too. And also a recruiting trip of sorts because the Ghostbloods are very interested in what Mercy has to offer. At the end, they find the bomb already on its way to Ellendale. Wax and Wayne go to it. Uh, but the only way to stop the bomb is to blow it up before it reaches the target. Fortunately, as it turns out, Waxillium isn't the only twin born Harmony was cultivating all those years ago in the roughs. And when the time comes, good old Wayne answers the call. I get a little bit misty at this part. I didn't. I didn't expect you, but I did. I actually got a misty in that part too. He's which, becomes, which part? It, the part where Wayne becomes the first. I'm going to keep going now. Oh, okay. Becomes the first full misborn in ages and sacrifices himself in the most noble of ways. And in one of the few true moments that made me a little bit misty, as I just said, turns out that Wayne doesn't have a last name because Wayne really is his last name. He's two steps away from becoming Batman. All that. Is missing is uh, changing Vindel's name to Alfred and him showing up with Anne Hathaway. At I just want to. I just wanted to point out to you other guys that this is still going on, that this recap is still happening. Okay. I think it's the first recap so. that he's done actually complete. The, the compared to the recap. last couple of ones that he's done for us when he shows up <laughs> and he's like I got nothing guys I'm just gonna wing this alright Alfred keep uh, going whatever okay in the end Marisi stays on Scadrill with aspirations to become the governor one day Waxillium and Steris they go on to prepare for the impending war with the southern Scadrians that we'll probably never see and says it is one step closer to going full on nuts on a scale these are questions for you on a scale of one to I don't know by the second uh, Alamance or Jack reference how much did you expect him to appear and how disappointed were you when he didn't that's for you, Ryan. Okay. Uh, who trained? Who drained the bands of mourning? And uh, this isn't a question, but we are 100% getting metalborn sports in era three, and I'm so excited about it. That was one of the best. Noseball. Oh, oh man. Yeah. Nice. nice little side things there. Wayne's fortune and yeah. how he keeps trying to spend it and ends up making himself richer. Oh, I'm so excited Wish about I that. Had that problem. And yeah. imparting ain't no fellow who regretted giving it to one extra shake, but you can bet every guy has regretted not giving it one too many or one or giving one it to one too few. few. Yeah, yeah, there we go. The end. Okay. Wow. Of the re- recap. That of was Era that two. was a that was a significant recap, Ken. Yes, there you that go. Was that right. was there was significant stuff that happened in this book, and funny enough, the plot itself was. I thought the plot itself was kind of basic, but the implications for the Cosmere itself were huge in this book. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. We're definitely going to talk about all the Cosmere stuff. Mm -hmm. Maybe we, maybe we back into that by first talking about what Ken just said, which is the basic plot. Um, We, you know, it's, I think that's fair. It's a story about a bomb. We got to stop the bomb. And boy finds bomb boy, boy. <laughs> yeah there you go boy accidentally creates nuclear fission um i mean so yeah i 
Ryan, thoughts on the the actual plots? Did it was it satisfying? Was it disappointing? Uh, very recognizable at the beginning, um, because it, as soon as we get to the sequence where they do the scientific experiment where Wax uh, tries uh, to separate harmonium with trellium uh, and ends up doing this, and we're like, boom! Like, oh, hello, nuclear! If you, yeah. Hello, we yeah. we now have nuclear power in the Cosmere. This is how this happens, and that means there's going to be a giant bomb with this by the end that we're going to have to stop somehow mm-hmm. or more than likely uh, the third Batman movie fly it off into the distance and <laughs> right. let it have its moment. Um, uh, don't get me started. Or, uh, you know, the first of the Avengers films or any, you know, we got plenty of ex- other examples of Big Bomb that has to be moved elsewhere to save everyone else. Right. Or else when. Or else when, yes. Yeah. Else when. Um, <laughs> so I saw this, I'm like, okay, I recognize this plot line uh, what's going to be unique about it? What's going to be, you know, what, what's going to make me excited about this one? And honestly, I I was fine with it. I wasn't blown away with the the bomb plot line. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. it was cool. Yeah, but you weren't. I'm sorry. Say that one more time. I I heard it you, too. Todd, Todd I, got I, it. I caught okay, it. Okay, all right. I caught it. You weren't blown away by the bomb <laughs> plot line. Oh. One hundred percent unintentional. <laughs> uh, Tells you how late it is in the night, doesn't it? Well, <laughs> or just how little I'm paying attention to what I'm saying, which we, means we're going to get a real oh, ring of zinger at some point. This is going to be the best episode ever. <laughs> uh, nah, nah, I don't think so. Reminiscent but, of the late nights that we spent up in uh, Ryan's upper room when we were doing this in the early days. It was so Christmas hot. Boards. You know, I, that's that's actually. I was thinking about that earlier today that we've been doing this podcast long enough that we've been doing it since about Alloy of Law-ish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, more or less. Like, that's... We've been at we've been at it for a little while, we you have. guys. It's, uh, this, is a little, this is a little crazy that we're still podcasting. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, I mean, we... Yeah, fine. We went from eight people down to six people listening. But, uh, hey, at least somebody's listening. So. And Sweden. And the Swedish Protestant system. Well, so that's yeah. all that matters. Yeah, uh, they started getting NPR. They're not using us as much. That's right. <laughs> All right. So, oh, wow. Was that a dig at NPR from, uh, from Ryan, Ryan James Bruckman? Yeah. Hey, I, I, I'm just glad we come ahead of NPR in something. <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. What do you? What, I, of I all the people on this panel, I would expect that you would have the least. I went uh, for the most recognizable NPR. podcast setup I could. It had nothing to do with NPR itself. It was just what's one uh-huh, everybody uh-huh, would get. Uh-huh. I was wasn't going to throw Joe Rogan or one of the other ones in there. <laughs> wow. Wow. And in okay. true legendary fashion, we have derailed. Hard. Hard derail. <laughs> Didn't take long. This is why the four of us don't get in a room Who, together. Should we have 12 often. minutes? Uh, Who had geez. 12 minutes? Oh, well, you think we made it 12? <laughs> Not a, Well, yeah, about okay. 12. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's just go straight to discord questions okay we're okay they're gonna okay. get us back on track and then uh, sure they are if we if we miss anything that's in your guys notes then uh, we'll come back to that a little bit later uh jedi of christ asks <clears throat> how sad are you at i you know i like to think that he's, he's just checking up on us you know generally speaking but maybe not. Maybe this is more of a... I appreciate that. that the check-in, it's, it's appreciated. Um, I, I was very sad at the end of this. I did... I, my wife walked in and got... She saw me weeping as I was listening through the last part of the book. And she's like, no, he didn't. He didn't. <laughs> Wayne, 
<laughs> yeah, but it's it, so beautiful. Did it get you? It, it got did. You? Oh yeah, because yeah. it's 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 not that he dies. It's how he goes out in the terms and like how he deals with it and his forgiveness of himself earlier on because of he's been carrying this loathing for himself for so long uh, that he constantly every month he you know puts himself through the ringer again by paying penance when he goes to pay the the woman whose father he killed and and stuff and by the time he finishes oh, yeah. up and realizes that he is i i can change things i can do these good things and i'm a good man still and goes out on those terms like that's it's not so much like you know explosions or anything like that that i want to go out but being able to go out at peace with yourself and realizing that that is fantastic and beautiful when when he has the moment with harmony mm-hmm. and he's and he says couldn't you have couldn't you have gotten somebody better yeah and harmony says there was nobody better mm-hmm. i i was in the drive through line at a mcdonald's oh boy getting fries and between the time that it took to get place the order and pull up, I am just sobbing. <laughs> and the woman is like, here's your fries, sir. <laughs> I, really, I really needed those. I needed them bad. Thank you. I just go over here. I just have this visual of you like taking your hands. I'm trying. I'm trying. I feel like that's a Will Ferrell role. Right? It was really, it was, re- yeah, I, I'm Congrats. with you. It was, it was a, it was a great ending for Wayne. Yeah. yeah. I had my version of that, which was I read it and I was going, oh, Wayne. <laughs> and that was, you know, that that's was pretty was emotional like, for you, Ken. That's good, pretty, that's good pretty, yeah. I was like, good job, Wayne. You know, that his line, his, uh, his conversation, well, this is one liners with wax. Who'd you steal the money from? Someone worthless. I'm like, oh, come on, Wayne. A lot of those. That was a great things. line. Yeah, but you're better. You're you're okay. And oh, I, I mean, his conversation with Wax, you know, and Wax walking him through all these reasons why Wax, yeah. Wayne, you gotta let it go, yeah. and him realizing it, and then his conversation with Harmony. I'm like, I like seeing the progression of that because it's easy it, when you've done something in, unforgivable. Not that I have, but if you've done something unforgivable, it's easy to see how you can descend into this point where you can never forgive yourself because it's unforgivable. And to, to have him realize that, you know, you're not that one moment. I think it's a very relatable story for most people. We are our worst critics and we're all, we are hard oh, yeah. on ourselves. Yeah. But I, I think very few people actually understand their own intrinsic value as a person. And, hearing the conversations between Wax and Wayne over that and Harmony and Wayne and just all those pieces like we can see it. We clearly see it as he's trying to do the right thing as he's trying to be the good guy and everything. Oh yeah. Um, but for him to come to terms with it himself and accept it, you know, to whatever degree he does, that's if I hope everyone <laughs> has a moment where they finally, where they get to see that in where themselves. they can have that. Where, well, we're, and we're, we're missing the other half of, his journey with uh, regards to the the woman he uh, continually pays right oh, yeah. he's he's yeah. uh, trying to help her out and, and uh, he finally uh, uh, was it the conversation he had with Renette and uh, is it J- J- Jaxie Jancy J- Jaxie I think Jaxie um, that uh, yeah some somebody finally tells him you're not helping mm-hmm. yeah. You know, and, it, and so there's, we're talking a lot about, you know, Wayne trying to come to terms with himself, but sometimes the best way to do that is to get outside of yourself and yeah. be considerate oh, yeah. of someone else. 
how are my actions affecting myself? That's an important question, but how are my actions affecting other people? And actually thinking through <laughs> that is, uh, it, it's the other side of this coin. Um, and the thing that kind of, I think finally clicks something into place for him that, you know, that he needs to move on. Well, this, some of it, that's the source. Yeah, that conversation you specifically point out, the one from Renette, who has absolutely no reason to coddle him or do anything. Right. It's like, and no real filter either. Yeah, it's it's a harsh truth. Like, yeah, you're making it worse by doing this. Like, you're you're doing it for you. You're not doing it for her. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. You're not making things better for her. You're doing this because you want to feel something about you. Mm-hmm. And that's a I I've been in some conversations with people where it's like, no, no, I'm calling you on your stuff right now. This is not accurate. Uh, this is not accurate. This is pretty. Pretty, uh, pretty brutal, pretty straightforward. Yeah. But then the part that I loved about that is it's followed up shortly afterwards with his meeting with the accountants. <laughs> and he's like, well, somebody said that I ought to figure out how to just send some money. Can we just make arrangements to do that? Oh, yes, sir. We'll take care of that immediately, sir. <laughs> Moving money? Yeah, we can do that. The And, and that... That moment, uh, I remember a story where, you know, two guys show up and says, I'm death, I'm taxes. And I could, I just had this image of the two of them being these kind of people. The way that, the way that that, they show up, they disappear, they show up again. And it's like, oh no. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's going to be a fun moment for her. I am inevitable. (laughs) (laughs) The, the Wayne storyline was not the one I was expecting to have bought into and felt so much, fell yeah. in love with so much. It was beautifully let, done. Let me ask you this. I, 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 at book length, I think it worked. Mm-hmm. You know, Wayne's sacrifice in the end mm-hmm. meant more because we had a lot of time with him in this book. Series-wise, did this feel a little bit out of nowhere, uh, Wayne-wise? Or do you, do you think this was... Uh, uh, an organic continuation for his character. Oh no, I felt, I felt like I was looking forward to Wayne more than wax. Yeah. Wayne is the entertaining one. Wayne is the, Wayne is the jokester. Wayne Mm. is the, from a meta level, it feels like Brandon saves all of his best jokes for Wayne. Um, Wherever they're going to be in the Cosmere, they all kind of come back to Wayne and he's the, he's the comic relief, not just for wax, Mm -hmm. but he kind of feels like the comic relief for the entire Cosmere in some ways. Um, him and if him and uh, <laughs> and and uh, Lopen. Lopen. Yeah. Uh, okay, I, so maybe I, I there's a few. But I'm constantly thinking of um, uh, was it W. H. Auden who was reviewing The Return of the King uh, when it came out in 1955, I think, and um, 56, whatever it was, <laughs> and he says, "Finally, finally, this is Tolkien at its at, at his strongest." And he references the Fellowship of the Ring and says, you know, it, it, it felt, the beginning felt a little bit interminable. I can't remember the exact language he used, but he said, because Tolkien started the book with light comedy. Light comedy is not Mr. Tolkien's forte. <laughs> I think about that all the time when I'm reading Brandon, where I'm like, oh boy, this is not... I, there are exceptions there there and i will admit that uh, when we got to the end there's the statue uh, with the revolving quotes and yeah. and all that stuff where it's like oh yeah i guess i i have some affection for this character and his you know idiotic quips um 
but I, I gotta say, I'm uh, while I am, yeah, I while I'm sad to see the character go, you know, it, it was an emotional moment and all that. I'm not gonna miss him. Oh man, I am. <laughs> I am definitely gonna miss Wayne. Ken, are you gonna miss Wayne? A little bit, but I wonder how much we're gonna see any of these characters anymore past, oh boy. past yeah. this you know mm. i don't i don't see marisy obviously was the one that was most uh, likely to be a world hopper which i think we i i haven't gone back to listen to the episodes i think we pretty much had that one pegged <laughs> a while ago that, that we could see that coming and yeah. I, I think i mean wax's story probably ends on scadriel same with stairs by the way i love stairs I'm just going to throw that out there as a cycle. I like Steris. But I don't see I don't see us seeing many of these characters uh, other than Harmony past and this Hoyd. book, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Hoyd. Hoyd. He kept showing Hoyd. up. Your carriage, sir. Yeah. <laughs> he shows up on the boat. <laughs> that was my favorite. Wow, <laughs> okay. Well, now we know what it takes to please Todd. Oh, it doesn't take much at uh, 11 o'clock at night. <laughs> no, uh, the Hoyd, like, Mike... Anytime we read a Cosmere book, there's always the, okay, where's the Hoyd thing? And how much is he playing a, f- a feature in uh, manipulating the world around what's going on? Yep. And I was I was grateful that this one was just a cameo appearance type thing, that Hoyd wasn't yeah. pulling strings yeah. too much. Mm, yeah. It was just, I'm here to make sure you need to get, you need to finish this story. So my job is to make sure I pick you up and get you here. Like that's as far as it is, um, especially when you already have meddling hands with Kelsier and the Ghostbloods. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. They're this book flipped the Ghostbloods on the head on their heads for me. Yes, me too. Me too. Every interaction we've had with them in uh, Stormlight Archive kind of paints them as this shadowy, dark, bad guy, nefarious. nefarious group here. Yeah, and now it's like, well, wait a minute, hold on. Well, that's Kelsier's group and. Generally, I consider them good guys, Oof. but I said generally. Right. Uh, so my view of the Ghostbloods now, I'm doing a reread of uh, Stormlight Archive right now, and the Ghostbloods appearances and pieces, and now I'm going, okay, so what does this, knowing what I know about the Ghostbloods now, what does this mean? What does this look like? If they are all about protecting, Ro- uh, protecting Scadriel, does that mean that what's going on on Roshar threatens what's going on on scadriel that's what i started to wonder from that from from some of those interactions ultimately i i didn't i need to go back obviously and do more reviews of, of some of this stuff but ultimately i'm i'm wondering if kelsier's drive is that he understands the shard setup wants to protect scadriel his things there but he wants to be one of those who brings the shards together and unites them like that's because he right now his body is literally pinned to his soul with a with a right. spike there's no way for him to reconnect those things without doing that so is his drive honest and like mm, what or is, is it more selfish I interesting okay no those dos yeah uh, but that's the thing is in general especially his discussion with harmony and the one of these seven epilogues is it that they have on there Something yeah. Like yeah. And, Speaking of too many epilogues, let's talk about endings. (laughs) Um, It really was very Lord of the Rings esque or Return of the King esque. But that was that that epilogue between uh, Kelsier and Harmony and and Seiza just having that conversation. It was just kind of it was a new perspective on things to look at this and go, okay, you know, 
Kelsier's calling out Harmony. It, there's no, we're not surprised that Kelsier challenging a god or a shard at this point. Like, mm -hmm. that's old news for him. Yeah. Um, but his purpose behind it, the way he's talking about it, like, kind of threatening Sezet a little bit, saying, no, like, don't make me go against you type thing. Like, it sounds very familiar to some other characters that we've seen recently um, with, um, trying to remember at the end of the Stormlight Archives where uh, Teravangian switches well, bodies. Okay, so spoiler alert for the Stormlight Archives. Oh, sorry, we, sorry. We told people. We said spoiler alert, alert for these. Spoiler. We didn't say for the... Yeah. Okay. yeah, sorry okay. about that. Sorry about that. And now you may go on. Uh, that... Unfortunately, that was it. No. That just reminded okay. me of that uh, of that moment where we've got characters that are that are moving uh, to position themselves to challenge for these divine powers. Yeah, mm. it's pretty crazy. Yeah, there's a that's a whole new thing, and I, I knew we were gonna like I said we're probably gonna back into it at some point, but uh, the Cosmere implications of this book are very, very, very heavy. Yeah, and there's a lot of especially with the introduction of autonomy, the explanation of Trell as being autonomy and how mm -hmm. autonomy works and things like that. That's a, that's a going to be a thick thread through every Cosmere piece that we, as you go back and review things like where has autonomy been at work? What have they done? And, you know, what has, uh, what's, what's already the problem there because the exit, that army that exists that was mm -hmm. coming through the portal. That's not the first time that army's showed up. I have a bet. I would bet. I would, have no problem putting money down on the fact that that army has been in some sort Wait, of which army? Hmm. The red army and gold. The red. Yeah, oh, oh, the, red oh, the men of red and gold. gold. Yeah. Red and gold. They're coming through. Like I'm sitting here going, thinking back. I'm like, wait a minute. What were the people in uh, Elantris, or what were the? This, or we hear about you know back when the the Voidbringer set up. Like, well, I've, there's a thread there that I'm like, Trell is going to be in, and Altair okay, is going to be. Yeah, we're to really those. getting into some Cosmere stuff now, aren't we? That's the thing. That's what I'm saying. The implications of this book are heavy. That being said, I still I'm, I'm going to take a probably a not a common view on this that you don't need all to know the Cosmere stuff to follow the story in this book. Uh, uh, uh I'm gonna uh, <laughs> most I think a lot I'm of people who have, disagree with this. I think most people who have Cosmere knowledge will disagree because of how big of the picture is that's painted. Of Cosmere stuff and the fact that they're always talking about Cosmere things, but if I, as I thought through the whole storyline and said, is there anything that I absolutely had to understand that was not explained inside of these pages, well, and there wasn't anything that I felt absolutely had to be explained that look, wasn't inside the uh, Mistborn stories already? Okay, let, let me let me put it to you this way: Couldn't you? Can you follow the storyline? Can you understand who characters are and and you know what they're doing? page by page sure yes um but without a knowledge of the cosmere this is a much weaker book than it is perceived to be with knowledge of the cosmere okay i'm i can agree to that that's that, that's a uh, yeah fine. i'd agree with that and so and, and this is uh, well it was actually a question somebody asked uh, atrocity 24 uh, do you feel like the setup for Era Three detracted from the ending of Era Two? Yes. Um, how did you, Huran fan? How did you like the very explicit tie-ins from the Greater Cosmere? So we got a few of these uh, questions in there, and I I'm excited about it on a macro scale, like on a Cosmere scale. Yeah, oh, this is cool to get all this information and you know set up some some huge 
storylines to come. Like that's all fun. But it did leave me feeling like this book wasn't as strong on its own mm-hmm. as I would have liked for it to be. Um, and there was a lot of that. It, it, this was, um, it, there were a lot of things that I felt like it, it wasn't just the ending where we, you know, we kind of got a lot of that in the epilogues and whatnot, a lot of Cosmere info dumping. And yeah, that happened throughout the story as well. But even um, even in Mistborn terms, not just Cosmere terms, but uh, but just in um, Scadrial terms, um, the, the whole first act, we get the political stuff, the maneuvering that mm-hmm. Wax is trying to do with Steris' help. We get the conversation with the Malwish captain on the airship. Um, all the stuff about potential civil war within the basin and, and you know, war with the Malwish and all this stuff. It's just, it, it's, it, the whole first act seems to revolve around this stuff and then it just disappears. Goes yep. away. Yes. Yep. And, I, it frustrates me to no end. And I get that he's setting up future books and all that stuff, but on a, a you know, that's again, the macro scale on the micro scale. I want this book to be a book and not just a chapter, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I can see that. so, so I was frustrated by some of those things um, at while at the same time being excited by them as well i don't know it's a I, it, i'm a bundle of contradictions it left okay? me it left me a little bit disappointed in that sense too mistborn era one i felt like at the end of book three it wrapped up and it was done and it was ref- and it was complete the end of this book i felt like there were a ton of questions a ton of un uh unfollowed threats that i wanted to know answers to and i feel like i'm never going to get them because we're just going to go off to era three Unless, you know, there are some novellas that come out or something to that effect, which I'm not discounting because the guy writes novels for, you know, writing practice. But but until that time, I feel unfulfilled. I feel yeah. unsatisfied. Ideally, you want to finish your story inside of the framework of the story that you've built. You yep. don't want to have to necessarily resolve it in extended materials. Yep. You know, I... And I feel As a like, Star Wars fan, I understand this. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> the other, the other yeah. thing. Let me just uh, quickly point this out, Todd. It, it, not just well, because you were about to say something. I was about to say something. Um, <laughs> but to make sure that I finish my point, uh, I, I should say it's not just about I want this book to be good. It was kind of about Era Two as a whole. Sure. Where now the last book that's supposed to give us what Ken's talking about—that satisfying really really crisp nice ending instead gets used as a launch pad for yeah. something else yeah uh which again hopefully it's all cool and you know a lot of fun to read moving forward but it's also it makes this era too more difficult now to recommend to somebody and say like oh you're gonna love era two mm-hmm. uh, you know uh I I will sooner recommend Era One to like a, a newer Sanderson reader, not just for the Cosmere implications, but because it's like no, you're you're going to get a satisfying book, followed by a satisfying book, followed by a satisfying book with sure. a really nice uh, wrapped up ending. Mm-hmm. And in this one, I I can't do that. Well, and if we're if we're looking at it, and you know, Ryan mentioned the the Star Wars the Star Wars connection. Heaven forbid we ever invoke the Empire Strikes Back. Uh, one of the 
one of the films in that in that first original trilogy that a lot of people said, no, wait a minute, it just leaves everybody hanging in the middle of nowhere with all of these unresolved mm. pieces. Um, that's kind of what's happening here with Era 2. I recognize the the contention of wanting to have parts of this story tidied up. And while I'm, you know, while I leave the possibility for those to be tidied up in lots of different ways, I was completely okay with them being left alone because the story that was being told, at least for me, was not Scadriel era two. It was the the role that is played by Allomancy Allomancers within this larger framework. What is it about them that is special? Mm. Here we see a, a, a supreme use of Allomantic power and how it can be used in these kinds of situations to save the planet from itself. Much the same way that uh, that we saw in the end of uh, uh, Hero of Ages. We saw supreme use of alimentic powers in a method that sets up the saving of the planet. Yes, in that particular case, it saves the planet and remakes it. In this particular case, it saves the planet and gives them an opportunity to say, hey, we don't have, we don't have to create weapons of mass destruction to kill each other and have civil war. Whether they're going to do that or not, we don't know. They are. It's skipped. It's but a it, story with conflict. It's, but it skipped, you know, we skipped 300 years to get to to get to this second era. Why right. not skip 300 years and say after the civil war that dis, that just about destroys everything, they come to a place where they can agree on how to use investiture more wisely and now we're at the place of of uh, space flight and they're starting to experiment with that. I I could accept all of that because I because I was thinking about it in much yeah. bigger terms to begin with. We're we're not going to take three hundred years. No, no, it uh, won't be. with the conversation that Kelsier had with Sazed at the end of this book. Oh, it's going to be quick. He's, yeah, he's going to pressure Sazed into giving them what he wants now. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I I was actually thinking about this. Um, you know, maybe some predictions can for I know how you love the predictions right I do I'm Pred usually wrong at them but I love them <laughs> predictions for era three have we ever gotten any did we ever get anything right in yes. that first series oh and I in this no but in uh, Dresden Files yes in Dresden <laughs> Files we did um, no I was gonna say the the prediction uh, my prediction will actually be that Wax is still a character uh, that you know it'll be very much a passing of the torch i think he'll be maybe an old man after a, a few decades but we're not going 300 years um okay so he'll he'll be maybe in like an advisory capacity or something um so. maybe he'll become the new death Ooh. i don't know if that's but era three is supposed to be set in some kind of 80s type well the thing is we're kind of all so. we, we got there we got the the way that this was all originally pitched to us and by us, I mean the fans, you know, years and years ago was, okay, you're going to have your uh, pre-modern, your, uh, and that was era one. And then era two, we're doing the, what, what do we call this? The frontier, the wild west. Yeah. What's yeah. the what's steampunk? Steampunk. That's oh, what yeah, I was looking for. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, like you said, we're going to move to the eighties, kind of just starting out on space travel and then far future type stuff. But the thing is, by the time we get done with this book or halfway through this book, we're zipping around in cars and elevated light rail and yeah. uh, like the technology that uh, that is familiar comes about in this book yeah. 
is um, it, 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 we're well past um, alloy of law. Well, at in, this the, point. in this era, things move very fast between alloy of law and, and here. Yeah, yeah, like you were saying. My other prediction, though, in saying that about the 80s is also what happened. What else happened in the 80s? In, in our 80s it was the Cold War. So who's to say that maybe the uh, Ellendale Basin and the Southern, the Malwish or something don't have, are, aren't both working on ways to split harmonium. And now we have some sort of mutually assured destruction situation where they both have harmonium bombs <laughs> pointed toward each other, you know. But the Malwish love their children too. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think we're tied too much into the specific decade of the 80s. Yeah, I'm <laughs> like, I'm just, I'm just saying. You didn't like that reference? Saying. No, you're fine. It's, <laughs> that was a great reference, by the way. The, the fact is the whole Mistborn series, the big drive for Brandon, it was that he would be able to write a story where the magic system was affected by the progression of time and technology. Yeah. To give us... And vice versa. Yeah. And to give us the a timeline to say, here's kind of that direction. But I think we're here sitting here going, well, it took, you know, we were in that area here and then the 80s. So that means that this... Like, no, it's... I think Craig's point of technologically, we have advanced far enough that we have I airships can, right. and, and we have he's asking about uh, Kelsey's asking about space travel and, and ballistic yeah, missiles yeah. when they were talking right. about the fact that Trell had given them just enough information they'd almost worked out the calculations for ballistic missiles yeah, they're making rockets this is a you know this is I I I, I can see the connection close I'm just enough saying, that we're I can see I could see you know, 20 you know, years 30 War. years Cold we're gonna get uh, you know harmonium bombs are scary but you get an invested honor blade launched at you from <laughs> something like that, you know. That's, wow. that's what there's what the shard bombs. There's the shard YouTube bombs. fan shard cartoon bombs. we never knew yeah. we needed. Nightblood being launched on a rocket. <laughs> just coming. The, yeah. As those, Shoot me faster. As those, Shoot me faster. As, as you, those swords weren't phallic oh. enough already, let's strap them to a Bezos <laughs> rocket, launch them into space. Could you push Nightblood with an alnomantic push? Ooh. <laughs> so anyway uh let's let's go ahead and uh get back to our discord questions my gosh we are awful at podcasting and uh, you know what that's it's part of the charm okay it's part of the charm is that um, what they call it we're like a three-legged puppy <laughs> uh, i'm just uh named lucky <laughs> Oh, that's funny. We already addressed this, but I do want to point out how Hurin Fan uh, uh, phrased this question. Did the death of the most annoying character and long post-death send-off annoy you or redeem him? Oh. Uh, I see how Hurin feels about yeah, it. Exactly. Exactly. Hey, Wayne is a polarizing figure. I mean, if you look at comments on, on social media spots. I, I'll... I mean, he's he's polarizing in this room, probably. I'll so. never let go of how stupid it was. Wax and Wayne... Like just <laughs> sorry, man. I never never bought into it. I loved never, it. Nope. Right from the get go. I loved it. Hard pass. Loved it. It's it's so cute. It's it cute just by it's too cute me. by half, yeah. yeah. I I like it. I will respect your um your your <laughs> prerogative to not like it there we this, go. I'm like, this is not it, yeah, this is not like a, a hill I'm dying on or something. I just think it's stupid. that's all. yeah, <laughs> whatever. uh okay. um 
Jafu, oh, Jafu asked, uh, I guess this is a question for me. You might not want to talk about it, but was this the first book you did the beta read for? And if so, I'm curious seeing how seeing the sausage made affected your final experience. Oh, yeah. That was for me. I did beta read this book um, last year or whenever it was. Um, and uh, and how did it affect my experience? Well, one thing I am not going to do is tell you guys about this or that change that was made or wasn't made. So don't ask. It's not happening. Um, and I'm, yes, I'm talking to you guys, but I'm talking to all the people on discord. So, sure. uh, so yeah, I'm not, not going to go into all that stuff. Uh, but it was, it was interesting. It was, um, I guess I'm used to, um, I'm used to finishing a book and then just delivering my thoughts. Uh, not necessarily on the fly, but you know, usually I finish pretty close to recording time. Um, and I did that this time I finished the book today for the first and a half time, mm -hmm. so to speak, right? So I had already read this a year ago and um, and so I, I had time to sit with certain aspects of the story sure. that, that might have otherwise been a little bit more shocking or whatever. And time for some of my opinions like about how I, I, I just thought the whole first act was kind of a waste of time. That opinion had time to sit and solidify within me and so when i came to it this time i was like oh maybe there will maybe maybe my opinion will have changed in the intervening time and it just didn't you know um so i don't know it's it's not a satisfying answer i'm sorry because I, I can't go into the specifics um but uh it, it was it was definitely interesting to mm -hmm. see the sausage get made a little bit i mean it's not like the betas have you know, a ton, access a ton to the, of, yeah, yeah, a ton of, yeah, that's great. You didn't word. see the outline and then all the changes yeah. to the outline and yeah. Yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah, I'll just move on past that. Uh, okay. Where are we at? Where are we at? Um, okay. Uh, spook underscore spook underscore asks, how do you think the gloves off nature Sanderson took with this book when it comes to incorporating wider and more explicit Cosmere elements into the book will affect Stormlight 5, despite occurring earlier in the timeline. Also, what do you think about the general attitude uh, The general attitude difference between the Scadrial Ghostbloods and the Roshar Ghostbloods? Okay, yeah, we so talked about that. Yeah, we talked about that. Okay, so, but, but the gloves off nature, that is a phrase directly from Brandon. He mentioned that. I, I know he said it at the signing, he, or the, the, uh, the book release. He might have said it elsewhere also that with the lost metal, he's like, he just said the gloves are coming off and we're doing the Cosmere now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead, Todd. Hearing that. I, I remember when um, the, the scene where Marisi and uh, the Chandra that was supposed to be Wayne's <laughs> Wayne's Wayne's romantic interest. Uh, and they were talking about, so how do you get around to, how do you get to other worlds? And they started mm. going in, well, there's the, there's the shadow realm and there's the, you know, there's, mm -hmm. we have these points of being able to get into and out of the, um, uh, the different realms. And as I'm reading that, I'm like, okay, so we get, we, we had to fight to get all of that information in the stormlight archive but here we're just going to be handed it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it, you know, do I, am, am I, am I frustrated with it? No. Do I feel that that means that people that come along to the, to the um, 
Stormlight Archives later and come across those pieces that took a long time to set up and a long time to put into place are going to feel like, no, just move on. I know this, I know this, I know this, I know this, move on. There's no mystery, there's no mystery, move on. I feel a little sad for them mm. uh, because I feel like, and, and will it happen? Probably. Will it happen a lot? Who knows? Will anybody care? Probably not. But for me, as I was reading that, I was thinking, okay, that's that's a great, that's a great uh, recap for me. But if somebody gets this before they get the other, that could steal some real fun exploration and some neat discoveries that were made along the way in the Stormlight Archives. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you, so uh, let me reread the question here a little bit. Um, How does the gloves off nature with this book when it comes to incorporating Cosmere elements will affect Stormlight 5? Um, Maybe. I'm nervous now, actually, uh, because of what I was saying earlier where instead of getting what I feel like would have been a real ending (laughs) for uh, Era 2, we got a springboard for Era 3 instead. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm nervous now because this has been my, my... The thing I've been talking about with Stormlight for a while is if he sticks the landing on book five, this is, you know, like then it jumps over Mistborn for me. Um, Then it becomes... Uh, you know, a true magnum opus, but he has to stick that ending. And now I'm nervous that we're going to get to book five where he has said, yeah, I'm going to wrap up this storyline and yeah, you're going to get a contained story within five books. Maybe. I hope so. I really, really hope so. But now with this one, I'm now I'm wondering, well, shoot, is every series just another chance to blow out the Cosmere even more Make it bigger, make it grander, make it more complex, um, and have really good end credits, right? Scenes, <laughs> right? So, yeah, something like that. Uh, so I, I don't know. Like I said, it's too early to tell, but uh, but I am nervous. I don't know, Ryan. You're you're kind of shaking your head as I say this. No, I I understand the the nerves um, based on kind of the way this one went through, but I am I'm not worried the way that you are with Stormlight 5. I think Stormlight 5 is going to be uh, the events of this book will have little I will say little to no impact on the events of Stormlight 5. You think it'll have characters? Uh, I think we will have these events will explain one or two things like there's I I haven't spent much time in this but like the idea was did the Skadrians or were they the ones that I've like spoiler alert, jump ahead 15, 20 seconds, whatever. <laughs> Here it is. You know, were the Scatterings the ones that came to Roshar? Like, was that okay? So, if we learn that that's the case, there's where were they, this is how they got there. Congratulations. That's how we affected Stormlight from this point. Um, if we start getting shard deals, that's where, it goes, where I'm like, okay, that could be a bigger thing. But Stormlight 5 shard deal is Odium and yes. the Shattering, like the Children of Honor. Like that storyline is what Stormlight 5 is going to wrap up there. The question is, how much do we go on, go on beyond that point? We know the next five ones are a little bit further down, but we still have characters from the first series. Yasna's carrying over into the next series. We know some of those things are, are happening. Um, so I, I, I just, I am not worried about, 
I'm not worried about him landing Stormlight 5 because I think Stormlight 5 is an anchor point in all of his writing um, that he has had figured out for a while now. And I, I think that it, he doesn't need to use that as a springboard to other things to get people mm. excited. He needs to close out Act 1 of the Cosmere storyline. Oh, dear Lord, let this not be just Act 1. I think it's Act 1 <laughs> of the... And then the second half of Stormlight will follow Act 2, and then the Dragonsteel series will wrap us up into Act right. 3. Call it good. Uh, you know, There's he's, so much he's, not an, he's not an old man, but dude, dude, Brandon... Did you bite off more than you could chew when you were 20? <laughs> this, is, this is getting well, a bit I think nuts. there's a reason he's been bringing other authors in to help him write books. Other books. Get there, yeah. Know. yeah. Um, okay. So do you guys have anything else you wanted to talk about before I bring up any other uh, uh, Discord comments? You know, maybe something about, um, I don't know, the book or the story or <laughs> the characters. <laughs> Alimentic grenades. <laughs> Is this? Uh, it, do you have something to say other than cool? At least Marisy's power is it was now useful. They, they were they were pretty cool. the The idea of the idea of finally finding a way for useless powers to turn out useful. Mm. Uh, I I remember hearing Brandon say I think at the first uh, fan X that we that we all went to. When he said the most interesting thing about a magic system isn't what it can do, it's what it can't do. What are the limitations? And in this particular case, not only do we get a, an opportunity to go beyond some of the limitations, but build some new ones in. And I got a kick out of those, out of the way that alimantic grenades were used. And uh, that was that was a that was kind of a satisfying twist. There's a lot of science in this book in regards to those things that. I I I don't get enmeshed in them and, and, and enjoy them the same way that others do. But the <laughs> well, fact like, like they're sitting others here like, meaning <laughs> Todd. <laughs> um but things like that where you're talking like this is a really cool concept here, but then they go into explaining how that it's their power their their powers are being put into uh some of the metal from har uh, from harmony, harmonium like this, and they're actually like explaining out the the, the hard magic portions of it. like this is how this works. And I got to a point where I was like, I don't want to keep track of this. <laughs> I, don't, I get the, how the grenade works. I'm good. I don't need to understand that. I understand for long-term investiture under how you know, how we move investiture from one place to another and how all these other things happen is that this matters. I don't want to deal with that right now. <laughs> but I, I think this is where a lot of people are with, with a lot of the Cosmere stuff generally. And this is why I say it, it may kind of make this a weaker book because there's so much of that in this book. Yeah, that's where I was in Stormlight um, Four when Stormlight we started talking. Stormlight Four, yeah, oh my great gosh. example. My parts three and four, my eyes just started to glaze over. I'm like, oh, and I, I am getting really excited about the idea of hard science fiction combined with allomancy. I'm thinking that I'm going to be in a happy place for a little while. <laughs> no, it's I, I, I think it's really cool stuff. It's, it's fun. It's interesting to read. I'm just trying to put myself in the shoes of somebody who isn't a lore hound so yeah. to speak or you know a co cosmere knot or whatever we're Cosmere knot. Like um, i want that on my flight suit thank you very much <laughs> so it, but yeah anyway so if somebody came to me and said there was too much cosmere stuff and you know there were whole pages and paragraphs and chapters that had stuff i didn't care about i'd be like yeah it's fair i get it totally fair um we anyway. didn't even talk about the crossover elements in the ghost bloods like uh moonlight from <laughs> I love okay 
in the Ghost Bloods, we got new stuff. Yes. Uh, okay. The yeah, uh, the was... comment from Modern Water Rider is Aethers. Yeah, yes. that was the whole comment. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. That was there was like, oh hey, here's some when you're dealing with so much of the Cosmere other elements, you're like, oh, I can connect this dot to here and this dot to here. Yep, and here's a, a brand new dot. Like, oh, oh yeah. This is new and shiny and cool, and I don't know much about this because I immediately like I finished the book and I was getting on 17th shard, and I'm like, okay, am I supposed to know who this guy is and what he can do? No. Oh, it was new and I was it was perfect. I'm so excited. <laughs> I love the rose quartz type. Yeah, the yeah uh, the growth of him building the giant suit and everything. I'm like, oh, that was pretty be. cool. And then it got me thinking about the Parshendi and how they grow their characters. I was gonna and I'm say, like, is there a connection? No, maybe I don't know. But shard plate. It and, got me thinking uh, of rose quartz golem versus uh, thunderclast. Let's go oh, yeah. arena, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that could be cool. Yeah. What I, if uh, it, does that stuff invalidate this almost as a Mistborn book? Um, because suddenly like it, what what if i'm a mistborn fan um you know and I, I i come to this series you know this year or in five years or ten years or whatever and i get done with vin, vin and ellen and then i move on i'm like oh there's an era two i read secret history and i go on to era two um and now suddenly this guy shows up with powers that i've never seen before and have never been explained to me and are not going to be explained to me and the, you know mm -hmm. same with the other characters where now i'm like well, ha hang on. I had all this other stuff I was already keeping track of. Uh, sorry, I, I feel like I'm getting really complainy and I don't necessarily feel that way. But, no, uh, I, but I, I see where you're coming from. And I think that's part of the part of the joy and part of the frustration of reading a series that is still growing. Yeah. You know, when, we, when, when most of us had, uh, started into the fantasy realm and started reading fantasy books, the books that we were reading were finished. The series were finished. And so you kind of had an idea of where that, you had a map of where it was going to go. Um, what we get is, trust me, the journey's worth it. Just get to Albuquerque and it'll be fine. We'll take a right turn, I promise. It'll be all right. We're like, okay, well, let's keep going to Albuquerque. Let's see what happens. Um, and for those of you who don't know that, go watch a Bugs Bunny cartoon. I see, and I was going to go with the Weird, uh, Al. Weird Al. Yeah. Oh, man, Albuquerque. yeah, okay, okay. Well, anyway. But I th I think that that's I think that's one of the one of the cool parts about being alive about about growing with this series when it goes you gotta you gotta make the decision are you gonna just take the you gonna run with it or are you gonna you know have it be something that throws you off and you say no I'm done I I I don't think it's a problem to your point there uh, simply because in the first Mistborn era. Every book gave us a new element of magic. It's a different take on that. We had Alamance sure. in the first, and then we got Farukami, and then we got uh, Hemalurgy. Yeah. This, in era two, the first thing we got, it, we got it was this change, and here was like, okay, yeah, we don't have Alamancers the same way. They're twinborns. Yeah, they're, they're we different got twinborn, and it's awesome. We've and got this different setup here, and we never really grew that. The magic system didn't grow itself. It was affected, and we learned how it was used differently, but it didn't grow in the same way our discovery did in the first one. In my mind, seeing these other characters who have different powers would be like, oh, there's other powers out there, and that would be the extent of how far I would... Okay, like. I get it. I feel like it, it would either make you go, oh, there's more out there I can go discover, but I don't think it would necessarily have someone go, oh, well, 
now I'm never going to know these because I refuse to read anything else. I just don't <laughs> see that being the case. If I if uh, somebody asked me, you know, whether I recommend these books or you know, if I if I got to give somebody context before they started reading, you know, Sanderson generally or Mistborn specifically, um, you know, I I would heartily recommend Era One and say yes, read them. They're wonderful. What an ending! Rah rah rah. That's great. Uh, and then when you get to Era Two. Here's how to think of it. Era 2 is a trilogy followed by uh followed by a glimpse into the Cosmere. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're uninitiated okay. then it's a glimpse. This is it as I was thinking about it, yeah, we do have a little bit of um uh good character development for Wayne, uh but that's about it. You know, Marcy had her character development earlier. Wax is uh, psychologically, at least, completely left behind by this book. He's, yeah. you know, he is who he is. And mm-hmm. yep. Steris, we got a little bit more. Uh, Steris, we get a little bit. Yeah, okay, that's fair. But anyway, but my point just being that if it, now, as we think about the bands of mourning, that was your ending. Yeah, that's your yeah. era two ending. And so, you know, uh, again, is this such a bad thing? No, not necessarily. But it it might throw off future generations who are trying to read this maybe where like they're like oh it's a four book series no it's a three book series with uh with a giant cosmere epilogue thrown at you or you know something along that. those lines i can right? see that yeah. anyway i think this does push it if you uh, every now and then i when someone's like oh you're a sanderson fan or whatever yeah um we have a conversation where we ask if you can only read one of his series what would you read and it's Stormlight Archive. Like, yeah, it hasn't finished everything, but it's that. Uh, but you could make a strong contention for Mistborn, like the Mistborn series, running through that. This one kind of knocks it out for me, right? A little bit in that sense, where I'm like, I don't know that I could do that. Like, you would still be able to get the whole story, um, but you would definitely, you would definitely know there's more out there than by the time you were finished. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I see that. Um, Ken, uh, any thoughts? feelings as we start to wrap up this discussion i wrote down one comment uh from one i think it was when they were in the lab and he mentioned something about harmonium or or something being liquid like mercury and i went mercury so does that mean that our solar system is in the cosmere that would be fun I don't know if that's true or not. They have they have metals, you know, like or elements like we have elements in life. I get that, but I still went asking the important questions. But I still went. That would be cool <laughs> if the Sol system was in was in the Cosmere. Was in the Cosmere. The, the Sol is that what we're calling ours? Isn't that is what the Sol it's typically system? called in? It's what it's called in, in the Expanse. I mean, and in, so. in a lot of science fiction. Yeah, I'm so proud of you, Ken. Oh, you know. Yeah, well done. <laughs> so I just thought how, how fun would that be if just like here's these mundane people who don't have any powers or any connection or any investiture and suddenly they have to you know I do want to say I, I'm like I remember I made a note in here that to bring up when we when and when it was time to talk about this but I didn't remember what it was and I found my note here uh, Sanderson writes a tribute to Terry Pratchett in this book mm. oh uh, I, was it the one about uh, okay let me see if I got this because I maybe caught the same thing when Wayne dies uh, and then is looking down on Scadrill from above and having his conversation with Sazed, he says something along the lines of, Oh man, it's, it's, it's a sphere. Just like everyone said, I was really hoping it would be flat like a donut or something. Um, and that 
in my mind made me chuckle because I thought it was a reference to Discworld. That is not the one I picked out. Okay. But I do I could <laughs> see that one. Uh this one uh they're talking to the journalist woman Mariga uh, Mariga. I did my journey uh, journeymanship at the Times. Top paper in the city. Totally respectable. <laughs> the amount they fudged, slanted, or outright fabricated would scandalize you. At least I'm honest about it. Besides, I don't print lies. I print human interest stories. The tales of people who are ignored by the larger media. Exciting stories by adventuring celebrities. Cartoons. Pictures of funny shaped vegetables. Yes. <laughs> if you have ever read Terry Pratchett's The Truth, that is a reference straight from that book. That's so good. That's yeah. so good. I was like, that's, that's a little homage to Terry Pratchett. I wish, in there. I, wish I knew awesome. which episode number that was when Brandon came on the show and did the truth with us. Uh, so people can go check that out. Uh, you just you search it, whatever, on iTunes. Uh, Todd, final thoughts? How, um, how do you feel about the book overall? Did you have a good time with it? I had a good time with the book. I uh, No one will be surprised that uh, tears were shed. No one will be surprised that I found lots of level two and level three stuff. Uh, in this book, I think it was, I, sorry, I didn't mean to tw- make you twitch that badly on that one. <laughs> um, we, I, I, I was, I was most satisfied though, watching Wayne use his other power, uh, in the scene where they go into the apartment for, uh, for the guy who was missing mm. and they walk in and and they were saying, well, there's nothing here. And they, and he said, everything is here. All I need is something that I can hold on to and I can figure out who this person is. And getting that, that insight into Wayne where he says, no, you just need to understand a person to know where they're going to be at. And then he goes through and he says, you know, this is all set up. What we really need to be thinking about is this. This guy wouldn't worry about making everything clean. He didn't worry about clean. He worried about he, he worried about getting the truth out. He's not going to hide it anywhere. He's going to give it to somebody. I mean, all of these little things that in many ways feel like, kind of like Sherlock Holmes, when he says, no, no, you have to you, look around. It's elementary, my dear Watson. All you have to do is deduce from yeah. all of the things that are around us. But Wayne does it by trying to understand people. And I think that was... For me, that was the thing that made, I'm not crying. That was the (laughs) thing that made Wayne's death so powerful for me was that of all of the characters, all of these characters are running around concerned with everybody else. Wayne's real power was understanding people. And I loved that. You know, that's fair. Um, I, I found Wayne annoying, not to the extent that I find Lyft annoying. She is... The oh, worst. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Ryan is uh, breaks my heart. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. So no, but we'll uh, get him later. I, yeah. I found I found Wayne annoying, but I think that's a really me? good point. Um, <laughs> who hurt me? <laughs> uh, you did. <laughs> You're our way Wayne, a Ryan. long time ago. Uh, um, anyway, but no, but he, but I, I was affected by his story, and I wonder, Todd, if that's a big part of it. Um, is that he he was uh, annoying though he may have been and that's I mean the other characters talk about that all the time right he is annoying um, he's still somehow the glue uh, for the group so or at least he was at least he was yeah um, Ryan final thoughts feelings tears um, slaps <laughs> in my general direction it's you've already kind of touched on that the, the I look at these series and I, I don't think it was intentional at first, but it might've been by the end. 
Um, I feel like each of the books in here was given to a character to develop. You hit this yeah. point earlier that Marisy is alloy of law. Wax is kind of uh, the shadows of self a little bit. Steris gets a little bit more in Bands of Morning and Wax still there. But this was Wayne's chance to shine. Mm -hmm. I'm so, for as much as we've talked about and beaten the, the poor dead horse about Cosmere effect on this, as much as we dealt with that, I still loved how this book wrapped up yeah. um, the storylines of its four characters. Mm -hmm. uh, the, story, the larger yeah, storyline maybe there, but the, the storylines of the four characters, I think everyone finished out exactly where they needed to be to give us a satisfying end for each of the four of them. Yeah. I agree with that. I like it. Yeah. I like that. Well said. Uh, so let me finish up with a, a last question for you guys, which is about the title of this book. Why is it called The Lost Metal? And what is The Lost Metal? I have my answer for you, but I'm curious uh, what you guys think about this. Ken? Well, I assumed it was Trellium at first. I mean, but because nobody could figure out what it was and not even Harmony knew what it was. And I'm guessing that Trellium is uh, some metallic aspect of autonomy that shards mm -hmm. can't read other shards, that sort of thing. So I'm, I'm Shard guessing it's, it's some, some part of the, the body of autonomy. Okay. Ryan, Todd, what do you think? You go first. Uh, I was, he knows the answer. I, I, <laughs> I, I was going through the Ars Arcanum at the end of the book and thinking it's, it's not lost in there. It's lost to, uh, it's, it's lost to the characters on Scadriel. And it, I, I want to see if I can remember that, that, says said someplace you haven't found that metal yet um or you haven't discovered that or it's been lost to you and i can't remember what it was but i remembered saying to myself oh and it was toward the end and it was a it was after they were talking about how to how to um nullify uh but i can't but maybe i'm not remembering it very well yeah. um, so anyway Ryan, you look like you're furiously uh, looking stuff up. I was trying to remember, make sure get the name back on there. Um, if I had to connect dots and make the the title work on this, it would be Lorassium. That's exactly ding, ding, that's ding. the one. Yep, yeah, that's what and I'm that's, going for. After yeah. I gave my answer, I was like, "Oh no, I know what it is." And yeah. they've been at some point. Kelsier wants Lorassium, like, mm -hmm. and the fact that Harmony is keeping it from him is a big point. Um, but the idea being that we've now figured out how we can make Alamancers again if someone else goes through the notes and figures out here like this, yep. that will come back. And they will, yeah. At some point, we'll have a Mistborn assemble and everyone will pop a Lorassium <laughs> bead and we'll have a whole thing yeah, going Kelsier's on. Kelsier's been itching to get his hands on more Mistborns. Mistborn. Yeah. I've, the, the day that a Lorassium bead is swallowed by Shallan and everything just ah! explodes like wow oh, yeah. how are you doing Todd? Oh. You okay of all the people we want to have swallowing lorassium <laughs> i'm just saying like that's <laughs> now if i um as i was getting to the end of this book uh this time around um and asking myself that question what well, you know what is the lost metal i it occurred to me that as frustrated as i am with you know the the stuff i've been talking about that this is this is a cosmere book more than a mistborn book it feels like um, yeah, it frustrates me a little bit, but if, if, if I had my druthers, um, the thing that would have excited me and does excite me is Lorassium, the return of Lorassium. 
Um, so for those who are confused, yeah, this is the metal that makes Mistborn, um, that gives them all the powers, access to all the metals. Um, because it's it was it was interesting in Era Two to leave Mistborn behind um, and just deal with you know a few powers here and there. They, it was I, I thought it was a really cool device that he had come up with for um, you know making the magic system have to do different things. Um, but I I would be thrilled uh, that this lost metal has now been refound uh recovered whatever anyway so I, I i i'm i'm into it yeah like i if you had jettisoned all the other um cosmere stuff and you know done what i wanted and <laughs> make it a little more standalone that way um then that would be the thing that's the epilogue moment that i want like oh ooh, they actually did figure it out oh what's gonna happen in year three like that's i'm pretty stoked about that so all right, guys. Uh, Ryan, you look like you got something else. Uh, uh, is there anything else? I'm going else? down a Lorassium rabbit hole at the moment. Oh. So should we, we, just should we, we are you? never going to find him again. He's going to be gone for a couple of days. <laughs> One last thing for me. I will be interested to see how the continuing prevalence of aluminum mm. uh, affects Era 3 and, well, and other aspects of the, the Cosmere 2 because uh, aluminum is the great cosmeric equalizer. We've At this point, I'm just, I've, I was thinking about this earlier today. No, I was in listening to Words of Radiance. That's where I am right now. And they have this magic metal that goes on the side of the shard yeah. blades. And we're like, oh, it's aluminum. It's at this aluminum. Point, like, yeah. It's right. aluminum. I've, Brandon just has, he's invested money in aluminum. <laughs> and he's <laughs> right. trying to drive that metal pry that metal up so is well executive- the aluminum hats that all of us are going to be wearing by the time when things are over he's yeah. an, you an, can executive buy those. At, <laughs> an executive at Reynolds Rep there you go yeah, uh, yeah no, uh, people were selling aluminum inserts for hats at the uh, Sanderson convention so um, you guys think uh, you think we'll still be podcasting this time next year should people come out to the uh, the next oh yeah Sanderson con come Absolutely. say hi I hope they do. Totally. Yeah. Uh, next next year it won't be a. We're we're uh, skipping a year. We're taking an extra year uh, before we get Stormlight Five. It, mm-hmm. it was supposed yeah. to come out next year. It's not. It'll be something else. But uh, anyway, we'll entertain ourselves with something along the way. People should come say hi. So, um, all right, guys. Thanks for coming out. Thanks for recording. Uh, and I guess. Thanks for listening. Uh, what a what a meandering discussion this was. Uh, but you know what? That's what you signed up for when you <laughs> pressed play. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, anyway, yeah. Thanks everybody for listening. Go to thelegendarium.com. Go check us out. Uh, you know, if, if you're wondering what episode number all of the previous Mistborn episodes were, that's where you're going to find it. You're going to go to thelegendarium.com. Check it out by uh, by author and by series. Um, and it'll tell you which episode numbers to look for on your podcast app. Because uh, let's be honest, nobody goes to the website to listen to the episodes. That no. would be crazy. Uh, anyway, no. and, uh, you know, Patreon, Discord, all that stuff. Uh, and thanks to everybody who submitted questions. I know I didn't say everybody's name, but uh, a lot of your questions were what uh, you know, drove the discussion. So I really do appreciate that. And with that, I will uh, see you next time.
Medicine's amazing these days. Yeah, but this isn't medicine. This is major reconstructive surgery. And I had an, I had my ankle reconstructed after a break. It, you'll be fine. We'll see. No. <laughs> oh yeah, you'll be fine in six weeks. So anyway, <laughs> <laughs> this is what are your joints? <laughs> this is what you talk about took, when you get older. <laughs> took eight months. Is cold weather yeah. really uh, doing a number on you guys? Yes. No, I on my ankle. I mean, cold still doesn't bother me. Anyway, oh, get the day out. will come. Oh. Get out. <laughs> Did you finally catch it? No, I, I I ignored it earlier on purpose. So, <laughs> all right, Let's make us a podcast. Here we go. <laughs>